Hi, everyone. This is Jill Smokler. Welcome to the very first episode of She's Got Issues. I've got issues. I've got so many issues, and I'm pretty sure you do too. And I can't wait to start exploring them all on this podcast. Today, though, I want to talk about one of my biggest issues, and that is Scary Mommy. I've never really talked about the whole Scary Mommy experience from the beginning of the blog to the current state of the site, because honestly, until about three months ago, I couldn't even say the name without dissolving into a puddle of tears. But thanks to time and a whole lot of therapy, I'm finally at a point where I can talk about it. So before I dive into the plethora of other issues there that there are that I'm sure we have in common, um, I hope we have in common, I should say, <laughs> I thought I would tackle this one since it is a big daunting one in my life. So here goes. Here's the story of Scary Mommy. Scary Mommy began back in 2008. I was home with three kids, Evan, who was an infant, Ben, who was two, and Lily, who was four. We had just moved from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Crofton, Maryland into this subdivision where we didn't know anybody and I was just drowning in children and really floundering. I remember this neighbor coming by to welcome us, and she brought over a tray of cookies and asked how we were settling in, and I said the older two were doing really well, and I was okay, but the baby had been acting like quite an asshole, and which she was in my defense, and she looked so horrified, which horrified me because... I mean, if I couldn't answer like that to a fellow mother, I mean, who could I answer like that to? And that was the moment I knew that I needed to find some sort of outlet or some hobby, something to provide me with some something, because clearly this was not the place for me and these were not my people. Fortunately, at the time, I had just heard of blogging and thought, it was worth starting. I'm a serial starter of projects. I always have been. And I hated sending out those awful Shutterfly emails with pictures of the kids and just bragging about how cute they were. And I thought blogging seemed like a way that at least people could opt in to seeing my pictures bragging about how cute the kids were. So my first, my very first post was an apology that I was asking for people to once again follow along. But uh, that was that was how it started nonetheless. People usually think the name Scary Mommy represents uh, strong honest, authentic, badass mother, uh, which it does. And I love that it's grown to mean that. But its original story came from my middle child, Ben, who at the time when I was looking to name the blog happened to be afraid of everything. He had just seen some Disney movie. I wish I could remember which one but I can't, Um, and was afraid of absolutely everything. Everything was prefaced by the word scary. Scary dinner, scary bed, scary book, scary mommy. And it just seemed like the perfect 
blog name. And I looked up the URL and it was available and I took it as a sign and snatched it up. And that was the, that was the beginning of the, of the blog. From the moment I got my first follower, I was hooked. Actually, no, I take that back. I was totally not hooked. The moment I got my first follower, I was really creeped out because I totally did not get the dynamic of blogging. I thought that I was putting out content for my family and my friends, but not the greater public. So I got a comment from this woman and I was like, who is this woman? (laughs) And I clicked on her name and was brought to her blog. And then I saw that she had stories about her kids and her life with them. And I got wrapped up in that. And I saw that she had a sidebar that linked to other blogs with stories from other moms. And I realized it was this whole community of mothers that I didn't have in my real life. I hadn't found this village in my life that I'd been searching for, and I could have it online. I could just open a computer and there could be this this group of women, this foundation for me to build upon. And it just seemed like this magical answer. So I just dove into this community, you know, full force. For the first two years, I wrote on the blog every single day. If I had to miss a day, God forbid, I would write an apology post begging people to forgive me for missing a day. My God, that is so embarrassing. On Scary Mommy, I wrote about everything from my finds at TJ Maxx and HomeGoods to my rants on my now ex-husband, but mostly I just shared stories on the kids and on my my frustrating but, but fun and love-filled days with them. One post that I'll always associate with the early Scary Mommy days, I called The Perfect Picture. And it was about my quest to find a picture worthy of placement above the fireplace, which, you know, it has to be something pretty special for that. We were visiting my dad outside of Boston for a week. And Boston is just the perfect backdrop for pictures between the city and the ocean and the swan boats. It's just so beautiful. And my kids were at such an adorable age. And I bought all of these coordinating outfits and props. And it was I was just armed to get the most fantastic picture that I could put on top of the fireplace. And life would be wonderful. However, every single time I tried to take a picture, something would go catastrophically wrong. Someone's ice cream cone would fall. Someone would punch somebody. Somebody would fall into the water. Just something would prevent the picture from being a success. And I was so frustrated by the end of the trip. So for the last two days, I didn't take any pictures. And then on the very last night... I took the camera out and the kids were just playing around and I kind of haphazardly took a few pictures. I hadn't even noticed what they were wearing, but I just figured I'll take a couple more before we pack up. And I did that. And then when we got home, I downloaded all of the pictures. I was least excited to see the ones from the last night, of course. But when I 
saw them, I noticed the very last picture happened to be practically perfect. Everybody's face was glowing. The light was magical. Everyone's position was turned the camera at the perfect angle. It was just, I couldn't have posed them or or done anything in a better way at all. It was absolute perfection, except for one little thing. And that one little thing was that Evan wasn't wearing any pants. And his penis was the exact same level as <laughs> Lily and Ben's faces. <laughs> so... Yeah, had I actually planned for that picture, I would have put some pants on him. Uh, but what I did do was get a little smiley face sticker and put it on his penis. And that uh, that was a pretty perfect picture from that point forward. And that was really the theme of the blog was just as hard as you try, nothing, nothing is going to be perfect. And um, it can still be really funny and pretty good in the end. I think the part of the site that is most fascinating to people is the confessional. The confessional started because I noticed a trend with people commenting much more honestly and heartfelt when they didn't have a hyperlink back to their own blog identifying themselves. So I thought if everything was anonymous, maybe people would be more inclined to leave really authentic comments. Um, I also thought it could be a really funny place just to collect random, amusing thoughts on motherhood for the first several weeks that I had it up before I was really promoting it and people were actually using it. I was the only person confessing things like, I fed my kid mac and cheese three nights in a row. I used the pool as a bath during the whole summer, stuff like that. But there was definitely a serious side to it as well. It had a positive vibe intrinsically to it. There were only three responses. It was a hug, an oh my God, me too, and a like. So there was nothing negative that could be, um, that could stem from the confessional. And in fact, the best thing about Scary Mommy stemmed from the confessional, and that was the Thanksgiving project. The Thanksgiving project came from a confession in November when somebody wrote that they were canceling Thanksgiving because they couldn't afford a turkey. And a couple confessions down, somebody else wrote that they could afford a little extra this month and they would love if there was a way to connect with the previous person. They'd love to be able to sponsor Thanksgiving for them. And it was so nice to see. And that just started a snowball effect of other people coming forward and saying, we'd like to sponsor someone too. And other people stepping forward and saying, we could use help. And we ended up, my community managers and I, matching over 400 families that first year and making it a tradition until I sold the company, um, I think, five or six six years later. Um, but it was just the most heartwarming, incredible experience. And it led to the Christmas project with Toys R Us, where we gave away shopping sprees for families in need. And it was just such an awesome way for us as a community to 
give back to the community who really helped the site become what it is. Um, it's I get emotional every time I talk about it. And every November since we shut the nonprofit, I just want to cry <laughs> because I miss it so much. It was such a a wonderful, positive force. By 2010, the mommy blogging world was on fire. The conferences were out of control all across the country. We were being sent on crazy trips. The swag was so much fun. I'd come home from trips with suitcases full of toys for the kids and beauty products and custom-made clothes. It was so much fun. I mean, if you've if you if you've never been to an expo floor at a mommy blogging conference, let me tell you, it is something to see. The next couple of years were filled with blogging and book deals and just more. It was a fun, a really fun time of Scary Mommy. It was before it got too, too big, um, but while it was big enough to really enjoy its success. And then 2014 happened and things took a turn for the worse. In 2014, Facebook pretty much swallowed the internet and everything changed. Um, they updated an algorithm and it favored shareable content, which basically translated to quality content not being shared and cheap, fast content being shared. So the posts that we would seek out or painstakingly work with writers on and edit and find photos or illustrations for and put so much time into promoting and sharing on social media and all that stuff would get, you know, a hundred, couple hundred views. And then stupid, ridiculous clips would get millions. There was this one video of a dad slicing grapes, literally slicing grapes. He took a plate covered it in red grapes, took another plate, put it on top, and took a knife and sliced it across the two the two plates of grapes and separated the plates and the grapes were sliced. And that video alone garnered more page views than almost all of the other posts combined over the entire year. This dumbass post of this dumbass dad cutting stupid, dumbass grapes, which didn't even work because I tried it like five times and the grapes like four out of the 15 or so actually cut in half. So that was really sad to see the turn that that Facebook took and the impact that it had on content. The site's traffic really exploded when things changed with Facebook. And the climate really just changed as well. Suddenly, I could afford to pay staff and writers, which was amazing. Page views became really, really important. Advertisers were approaching us, sponsors. It was just a whole new ballgame all of a sudden. And it was a business. 
And it was becoming very clear that I was not a business person. And I, as much as I wanted to control everything, I was recognizing that it was out of my control. So when the opportunity arose to sell the site in kind of a roundabout way, I jumped at it and didn't really shop it around or consider other options, which in retrospect would have been a wiser thing to do. But I was just so tired and so ready for some help and some resources and some rest. Um, and I, looking back at it, I, t- I guess I tend to make a lot of my decisions when I am really just tired and should just take a step back instead. Um, but, you know, oh, well, I guess we just make the best de- decisions that we can when we make them. Um, but so that is, that's what I did then. The first year or so after selling the company um, was so much fun. It was so exciting to take the train to New York. I worked there two days a week. There was an office in Chelsea. I had an expense account. The word scary mommy was plastered on the wall in this beautiful signage. I felt like Miranda Priestly trotting into the office, but a much a much kinder, gentler version, of course. Uh, but it was just so glamorous and exciting and fun and thrilling. And I ate it up until it stopped being so fun and wonderful and exciting. I left the company pretty impulsively and it felt really good that day and that night and the next day because at that point I was really tired of social media, I was tired of content. I was tired of page views and arguing about ad revenue. And I was just so sick of all of it. And it felt so good to be able to wake up in the morning and not check the stat counter first thing and not log on to Twitter. It was so liberating. And then the next day it hit me and it was so utterly depressing. (laughs) So much of my identity and my 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 whole life, my work, my hobby, my friendship, everything about my life was wrapped up in scary mommy. It felt like I suddenly had absolutely nothing in my life. Uh, I fantasized about buying it back. I would have dreams about that. Um it felt really, really strange. And it felt really strange for a really, really long time, like like up until like like five minutes ago. I feel about Scary Vami the way I imagine a parent who's really disappointed in their child's feels. You raise your child right, you make every effort to groom them and, you know, instill the right morals and values, and then they end up a strung out 
meth addicts across the country. Um, and it's really unfortunate. <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of how I feel. I'll always love it. It will always, I'll, you know, be a part of me and have a small part of my heart, but it's definitely not exactly the way I imagined it would turn out. So there you have it, why I was known as Scary Mommy and why I am no longer. I am so happy that you joined me today, and I hope you come back next time where we will tackle another issue. Please check out she'sgotissues.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter and tell a friend about the podcast because you know what? She's got issues too. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to get into all of our other issues together. She's Got Issues is produced by Kristen Kelbley, Gwen Sound, Kira Shine, and me, Jill Smokler. Go to she'sgotissues.com for more information and please tell a friend. She's Got Issues too.